I've got a little phrase I'm going to be using soon. It's about time. And it is about time. It's about time because it's about a payroller's time and how much time they're currently wasting in uh, administrative work. And it's about time. It's about time bureaus woke up to 21st century technology and took advantage of it to become more efficient uh, rather than relying on uh, the old 1990s technology, which they've been using up to now. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. Yes, we are living in uncertain times, a pandemic that, if we only relied on mainstream media news, would tell us that there are no positives at all right now. However, this would be an incorrect assumption. Today, I'm here to introduce you all to a payroll professional who has, right in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis, launched a brand new payroll association tasked with the challenge of improving bureau payroll services across the nation. That man is Barry Matthews, currently Bureau Strategy partner at PayCircle, who are a payroll cloud platform business supporting payroll bureau services and well, and they are payroll bureau services. He is well known across the payroll circuit and Barry is a payroll professional who I've enjoyed a few drinks with over the years at various payroll events and award ceremonies. And one thing that always comes across when you speak with Barry is his enthusiasm for payroll, his passion for evolving payroll services and his desire to improve the industry, especially in relation to bureau payroll operations. Now recently Barry was heavily involved in establishing the PBA or the Payroll Bureau Association, which is an association of payroll service providers that aims to collaborate and support its members for the furtherance of the payroll profession. But hey, rather than me tell you all about it, let me welcome you all to the Payroll Podcast, Barry Matthews. So Barry, welcome to the Payroll Podcast. How are you feeling today? Thank you, Nick. Uh, great, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's a, a grey, typically grey Monday up in the northwest of England. Uh, but despite that, yeah, great. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to having a good conversation with you today all about the PBA. So let's dive straight in. Five quick questions. Rather than me tell the audience all about what it is you've been working on behind the scenes and what, of course, you launched during COVID-19, can you tell us a little bit more about what the PBA is and um, and how you got it all started? Well, you know, I've worked with uh, payroll bureaus in primarily in a sales and account management role for 16, 17 years now. And um, when basically when auto-enrollment sort of started, I identified that bureaus were under significantly different pressures from uh, end-user firms doing payroll because they had multiple staging dates to manage, multiple clients, and it was it was a horrendous headache. And I spotted that the whole environment for them, uh, with people working in bureaus, was significantly changing and the workload was, was picking up significantly. So that piqued my interest and I started to try to understand it better by working more closely with the bureaus uh, I was associated with and trying to learn what made bureaus successful, why were certain bureaus struggling, what was the difference. And basically, I did my own personal networking, I suppose, between them to try and spread good practice. And it grew from that, really. I had the idea maybe 18 months or two years ago for uh, some sort of association to speak on behalf of of bureaus because they are um, rather different from and user firms, and it, it grew from that really. I um, last year, twenty nineteen, uh, just after starting with PayCircle, 
I thought I would try to bring together a few bureau managers to see if A, they were interested in talking and sharing experiences, B, if they wanted to possibly take it further. So um, I sent out an invite. I did it all on LinkedIn. I didn't use any sort of personal connections. I thought I'll just do it all via LinkedIn and ended up running um, six meetings across the UK, London, Bristol, Birmingham, Leeds, Manchester, Edinburgh. Sorry, I didn't include Northern Ireland. I couldn't get over there, but... I managed to assemble uh, 48 payroll bureau managers who, between them, um, run nearly 25,000 payrolls, over half, generate over half a million payslips each during a month, and employ 450 people between them. So I thought it was a reasonably good cross-section. And it's those meetings, I think, that A, established the need for uh, a vehicle for uh, Bureaus to speak up and have a voice, and then ultimately the formation of the association. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's uh, you generated a lot of interest very, very quickly. So it sort of started as a bit of an itch, and then as these things often do, they grow. <laughs> and the power of LinkedIn is uh, is definitely there for everyone to see if that's how you've grown it. But what were the the, the itches then, if you like, for the payroll managers coming to you? What, what were they looking to get out of it? What was driving their interest in in, in responding to you about what you were trying to achieve? Was it just full of inquiries and finding out more what it was about or did they have were they coming to you with issues straight off the bat saying well, we would love some support in x y or z area uh, no i think there was an interim step before that happened i think the the fundamental driver for pretty well all of the bureau managers was how the heck does everybody else deal with the problems that I manage and deal with every day, every week, every month uh, and so on and so forth whatever those problems might be um managing a team of four, eight, 12, 25 uh, bureau professionals, dealing with difficult clients. Most bureaus, or a good number of them, as you know, are within accounting firms. So how do I deal with partners and client managers who might not understand payroll? How do I price my product? How do I, how do I deliver my service? And so on and so forth. You know, how do others do the same job as me? It was as simple as that, really. And despite concerns, I think, from some quarters that people wouldn't be keen to speak up because of uh, any potential uh, commercial uh, issues, everybody was only too happy to, to, speak, uh, to speak up in great detail about everything and anything that uh, they came across and to share their experiences and good practice. We've seen a lot of that during COVID-19 as well, I think, where the payroll communities really started to come together and, and share ideas and share best practice. I think something that I find quite interesting, what you mentioned there, Barry, and I'd be interested to know how you know some of the solutions you're potentially um, looking to, to offer through the PBA in this regard. But I think the future of the payroll industry, if we if we park technology for a moment because obviously that's going to be massive and automation those kind of things but where i think there's a shortage at the moment is in the softer skills and particularly in relation to leadership and you mentioned there that managers are coming to you and how do you lead these massive teams in some instances and i think there needs to be um some recognition uh, of the partners that you referred to as well and other other business owners that actually payroll managers need to be able to develop their their leadership skills and those softer skills so they can manage complaints more efficiently, so they can manage teams more efficiently. Because, of course, at the moment, uh, go back 10 years ago, it used to be all about finding the best people and how do we attract the best talent. I think now it's changed. It's about how do we retain 
the best talent. So they never leave the door. And to do that, you need good development pathways and career pathways. So when these managers are coming to you with these challenging questions because there's a different solution with every team and it's all quite bespoke when it comes to man management what kind of things were you giving back or were you opening it to the forum for other people to give suggestions or, or what's the kind of process been um my well my process uh, my, i mean my knowledge of payroll is um so we say limited you know I, i'm not i'm not a payroll professional but i i have an excellent grasp of the commercialities and the practicalities of running a bureau serving hundreds of clients and managing, you know, uh, five, eight, ten, twenty uh, people. There are a number of things. I think it's it's a bit of a British disease, isn't it? I think that um, pe- managers aren't necessarily well-trained to be managers. They tend to be people who are very good at the job, and I think it's the same in payroll. You know, the very best payroll person gets promoted to be manager and then finds they're faced with a, with a whole raft of different problems, not least band management to a degree client management so yeah it was definitely identified around i'd say every table that uh, i held meetings at that there is no guidance there's no training um, out there for bureau managers as such i think there are courses for payroll managers but nothing for a bureau manager because of that extra dimension of um what i call multiple masters you know, in addition to satisfying the employees and HMRC and TPR and so on and so forth, you also have to satisfy multiple partners in the business and multiple clients and multiple stakeholders at the clients. Now, that is, it's a huge headache. So there was there was a definite groundswell of, yes, I, I need help in doing this. And that's the first place probably they, I'm looking down at uh, one of the, minutes that I had put together. And one of the first points is internal challenges and training and how to how to manage staff and, and so on and so, so forth. And I think something that um, you've touched upon there as well is the, the stresses and, and managing a big team comes with it, a huge amount of stress, a huge amount of pressure. You're dealing with people's lives on a daily basis and inquiries that, that can add to a, a payroll professional's workload, particularly, as you say, within the bureau sector. And I think one thing we have recognised without sort of jumping on the, the COVID-19 piece too much, but we can understand very much at the minute of how much the mental health of the payroll professional needs to be looked after, needs to be safeguarded. And if we don't have the right tools to do our job or the right training or the right support, then obviously mental health is something that can deteriorate, particularly particularly when payroll professionals right now are working around the clock in very challenging circumstances with new legislation, new ways of working. With that in mind, with mental health, I think being an issue that we need to tackle head on and not be scared of tackling within the payroll professional, because I know there are people out there struggling. How will associations like the Payroll Bureau Association be able to support those who actually do need that help, do need somewhere to go. What, what's, what's kind of the memorandum from that side for the PBA? Given that the uh, PBA has been in, in existence for one week today, that is uh, formed on the 11th of May, and I'll just give you a bit of background to that, if I could, please. Now, it's a, it's a great, it is a great question, but, I mean, the background is that um, after, after running the roundtable meetings last year, I, I, I wanted to take it further. So I contacted everybody to ask if they'd be interested in doing something. I still didn't have a strong idea of would it be a formal organization or not, um, because really I've just been a conduit, a vehicle for these people to, to uh, progress their aims and aspirations. So um, I asked them, and a, a 14 bureau managers got back to me and agreed to come 
together in Manchester because uh, after spending a, a few months travelling around the country, I, I asked them to come to me and save the travel. So, yeah, they came from London and uh, Surrey and Edinburgh, Bristol and so on. And um, they sat down and it was agreed, yes, there is a need and that they ought to uh, move forward with forming an association. There was discussion as ever there would be around, what should we call it? Should it be, should be the Bureau of Payroll Association or, or the Payroll Bureau Association? Then. So lots of silly discussion like that. But um, eventually it was agreed, yes, that they would do something, uh, perhaps with my help, and that the launch date was going to be uh, National Payroll Week in September, which would give them time to be able to arrive at a launch and be in a position to answer questions like the one you asked, which is how do we provide emotional um, and psychological support to uh, a busy payroll manager? So, um, however, during COVID-19, I recognised during April that uh, bureaus were under, I'm not going to use the word, I say under um, unparalleled pressures uh, people were working 15-hour days, six and seven days a week in, as you said, Nick, exceptionally difficult circumstances because I think bureau people, well, payroll people probably generally, they thrive in a team environment. They love working together. They are social animals. They like bouncing queries and ideas and problems off each other and having the support of a team. That was all gone, and they're surrounded by children um, and possibly partners, husbands, wives. So they're in these entirely alien surroundings to, in a work sense, trying to deal with impossible um, a situation of regulation. You know, the, um, the guidance was changing on an actual daily basis at times. And I know a lot of people broke down in tears, I think, a, a, a good high proportion of payroll is probably did during that time. I, I recognise we need to do something now. We must respond now. And so initially, uh, again with the support of PayCircle, whose um, Zoom licence I was using all throughout April, I ran a couple of um, bureau managers just get-togethers um, during during April just to get people together for an hour, let them see they were not alone and um, to be able to share problems and see who knew what the latest piece of advice was. And I was lucky enough to be able to get uh, Kate Upcraft, who you will now and is uh, highly respected in the industry, to join us for a good proportion of those meetings. So obviously she was turned to for a lot of advice by the uh, payroll managers who needed to know how you deal with the subtle nuances of, of lodging CGRS claims and how do you calculate 80% in this, that, and the other situation. So um, I've avoided, as you can tell, you're answering your question about how the association will, but I, I don't doubt that they will um, look at, at some stage to um, give that sort of support because um, I don't know if you know just now, I mean, within seven days, they've got over 170 members within the LinkedIn group. There's a long way for them to go yet, but... Um, it's it's definitely got um, some momentum already. Well, I think you've tackled some of that question. But let's be honest that they say the number one um, 
the first stage you should take in any mental health issue if you are struggling is to is to talk about it right and there's now 170 people in your group that that, that can share ideas and talk about the challenges they're having and you're obviously holding those zoom calls which have been really beneficial for people i mean you you mentioned kate upcraft there um, she has been exceptional during this time she's been supporting um a number of people that we're I mean, we've got separate payroll groups which we're running which you know about which have been supporting people over this covid19 crisis and kate's been uh, an invaluable um support for, for those individuals as well and I think it's it's nice seeing people really come to the fore. And as you know, several individuals within the uh, Payroll Bureau Association have come to the fore as well. You've now established a, a formal, I don't know if, if board is the right word, but can you talk to us a little bit about the, the, the key members that are taking on some of those uh, senior responsibilities for taking the PBA forward and let us know a little bit more about where it is right now, seven days on? I think I mentioned earlier there were about 13 or 14 uh, bureau managers arrived in uh, in Manchester on that day, in on the third of March, twenty twenty, and that included uh, people from various various backgrounds, largely accountancy firms. But I can run through a list of, uh, in no particular order, just the order I've got them here on screen. Uh, Ken Davis from Mitchell Charlesworth, Lee, which in uh, the northwest Liverpool, nine hundred payrolls ish. Uh, Lee Reynolds from Magma in the Midlands, about four hundred payrolls. Uh, Tracy Simpson from MHA Moore and Smalley in, up in Preston and Lancaster with 850 payrolls. Uh, Adam Flight from uh, down south, uh, who at uh, Moore Kingston Smith runs uh, six or 700 payrolls. If we've got any of these numbers wrong, I apologise in advance. Um, Emma Lambert at Jackson Stephen in the northwest running 400 payrolls. Um, Head Kingston from Paycheck, not not actually a bureau manager, but with a, a keen interest in um, the aims of the association, where they have, I think, 1,200 payrolls. Uh, Linda Kelly from French Duncan up in Glasgow and Stirling, uh, another 600 payroll bureau. Um, Linda Burt from All Three Media, an unusual uh, bureau, and they're an internal bureau running about 100 payrolls for ITV um, series, which is another. Uh, interesting angle to it. So they, they have a payroll per program, and she she handles those with her team. Uh, Philip Johnson from PS Formby Payrolls, uh, Michael McAllister from Johnson Carmichael, um, large firm up in Scotland, about 1,200, 1,300 payrolls. Neil Cameron, Sheenan Tate in Edinburgh, uh, three or 400 payrolls. Tracy Jerram at Cox & Co in the southwest, a pure bureau that is not associated with uh, an accountancy firm, and they bring... An extra angle, I think, um, uh, a different perspective on things. Um, and Lisa Orton, who unfortunately couldn't make it on the final day, but Lisa is from PwC based in Birmingham, but she, she supports the movement too. Great. A lot of familiar names for me there. I know, I know a lot of those individuals. I'm, I'm pleased to say I've supported a lot of them with recruitment over the years as well. I won't, you know, they'll know who they are. But um, yeah, some, some really good familiar names. So it's good to hear them, hear them uh, involved. Yeah, and uh, well, I'm, I hope you continue to work with them too, Nick, in due course. So, you, you and me um, both, you and me both. <laughs> so, um, I mean, work commitments on behalf of each of them have meant that they are variously able to contribute. So, I mean, 
The first thing we did was set up a Slack group at the meeting on the 3rd of March uh, using the Slack software so that we could start networking. We had a WhatsApp group as well, so we can start communicating with each other. And um, obviously, we had email addresses. So that, that formed the basis of it. And it was fairly clear, I suppose, in the first three or four weeks who were the most active members. And uh, without wishing to be at all detrimental to those who have found work and home life commitments perhaps to be too much to be able to commit fully the really the main people who've driven it forward have been adam at um, adam at more kingston smith um it's been tracy jerome at cox and carl who's been uh, absolutely has been absolutely instrumental in helping to form some of the the basic foundations of what the association does um hey kingston at Paycheck, and uh, the nominated chairman, uh, Michael McAllister from uh, Johnson Carmichael up in Scotland. It's sort of the four main ones, but everybody pulls the weight as and when needed. But Tracy has really been the, the, the key driver in just in bringing us to, bringing some structure to what goes on, I think it's fair to say. So where does that leave you, uh, Barry? What, what's your involvement now with the, <laughs> with the PBA going forward? It's interesting, really, uh, because um, it leaves me out of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might be the answer. <laughs> uh, as much as I desperately would love to stay involved and help them along, uh, really for their sake and for mine, uh, you know, I've got a job uh, that I, I need to fulfil. Um, but for their sake and mine, I can't continue. Um, two, two reasons. Yeah, I've, I've got a job to fulfil, and I think I can help bureaus. Uh, in much more tangible ways, perhaps, with uh, the PayCircle plat- Bureau platform. Um, but for them, it would not be, it would not serve them well to be associated closely with any particular supplier within the industry, and certainly not a software supplier. So uh, I withdrew. I'm not sure what my title is anymore, ex-officio ex <laughs> or visionary. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear that you clearly try to set something up that is absolutely impartial. And I think that's absolutely critical to any, the success of any, you know, generally impartial um, association. So hats off to you there for doing that, because I think that, that, that goes a long way to showing how impartial you want that this movement, if you like, to be. The, the last the last question, well, two last questions I've got on this, uh, before we jump in to find a little bit more about yourself. The first is, where does this sit then with, in relation to the other associations we know that already exist in the payroll profession? Um, my personal view is there's enough room for all the associations providing we're looking to support the future of the industry we're trying to help people make their lives a little bit easier in what is a very challenging profession um as you say it's very specific it's very niche um so i think there's obviously room for it but from your perspective where do you think this sits in relation to the other associations already out there it sits it sits alongside them i would say with its with its own um with its own particular remit and focus nick um it's certainly um, i have to stress it is not a threat uh, in any way to any of the existing organisations i suppose the crpp is is the obvious one to think about who uh, 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 extremely well established. They're in the fortieth year this year. They they have probably the most recognised qualifications, and uh, probably the most recognised association or or grouping in the industry. But um, I don't wish I don't wish to uh, discredit them in any way at all because they do a fabulous job. But 
uh, I, I think there was something specific and unique, as as I outlined in my article in last month's reward strategy, about bureaus, the unusual pressures they they um, they have to deal with, of primarily of multiple employers with multiple deadlines, multiple frequencies, varying requirements, um, but also the the effect of uh, working with partners in accountancy practices who don't always value payroll. <laughs> I can say that for you, you if you like. It, I did. I know what I'm saying. I'll put myself out there. That's fine. I know it. I, I, I deal with the challenges that, that 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 comes back with on a regular basis. You know, trying to get headcount secured and budget signed off for an additional pair of hands in a payroll function can be very challenging from a partner that doesn't value it, no matter how much the payroll department might need it. So um, I don't mind being the, the voice for that to say sometimes it's uh, it's not always as, as um, established or as highly thought of as it should be. And that's a, one of the great things about the PBA, if we can help raise the profile of the payroll industry as a whole, then there's absolutely room for it. So the last question here, and this is probably the critical one for the listeners we've got out there. And there are a lot of listeners we have for the payroll podcast, which is great. I'm sure there's going to be a number of payroll bureau managers listening to this who may not have seen your LinkedIn post. Perhaps they're not even on LinkedIn because there are many, many payroll professionals that haven't even decided to join the platform yet. Who Tell me a little bit about who... Um, what I should be doing. If I'm listening to this now, I'm a payroll bureau manager, and I think, you know what, I'd love to join the PBA and find out more. What do I need to do? Is there a cost involved? How can I get involved? Yeah, okay. I think in the first instance, um, form uh, set yourself up, if you aren't on already, with a free account on LinkedIn. Um, it's really straightforward, as you will know yourself, Nick. And search for Payroll Bureau Association. You'll find it pretty well straight away. And click to join. Click and ask to join, and you'll uh, you'll join the 176 other members who are already in there. As long as you are working in a payroll bureau or uh, certainly have a strong connection with a payroll bureau, be it either a, a a dedicated bureau or a bureau within a firm of accountants or bookkeepers or whatever. That's the way to get started. And I think then typical um, LinkedIn practice would follow. So just make yourself known, uh, reach out, speak to any of the founders. I think the all the founders of the association are set up as group admins, uh, pretty well most of them anyway. Just reach out. They're, they're absolutely friendly people and dedicated to helping their fellow professionals. They've proven that over the last year or so, and I'm sure they will go on to prove it even more. So that'd be the first thing. Um, as at now, I mean, we, they, we, they. It's hard. It's hard to decide which. But we were thinking of uh, well, uh, what type of membership do we have? Is it corporate? Is it individual? How much should it be? And so on and so forth. But. Such was the nature of the rush at the end to get something out uh, in this situation that um, nothing's been decided yet, uh, Nick. So uh, there is there is a webinar on the 4th of June. I'm not sure when this will go out, Nick, but uh, on the 4th of June. Yeah, I'll get it out before the 4th of June. Don't worry. So there'll be time to, to hear that and join it for sure. And I'll try and add a link to the episode notes if I can. Yeah, well, that's where the uh, the members of the, of the association will throw it out to the floor to ask you know, what the membership are looking for themselves um the because uh, it is it's an association for the members and so uh, they'll be seeking um, input from everybody who's in the group before deciding how to move it forward and what priorities they need to be obviously there is there are no full-time employees in the association they are all 
um, hardworking bureau professionals and more hardworking than than they've ever been right now. So um, their ability to commit to uh, make significant progress will be a little bit limited, which is a shame that I can't help because I suppose I could lend some of my personal time, but still they've got to do it themselves. And um, um, so uh, again, I'm unable to answer that question because there is no answer to that question yet until it's been formalised. But it sounds like now's the best time to join because if you join now, then there's a chance you can influence that question uh, before these things get established. Correct. So Absolutely. there you are. Drop them onto LinkedIn, search for Payroll Bureau Association, join the group, um, and let's see where it leads. And I'll make sure there's a link to that webinar in the episode notes. So if you do want to join that webinar, click to the episode notes right now and you can register yourself for that chat on the 4th of June. So we're going to jump to a quick advert break. When we come back, we're going to find out a little bit more about Barry Matthews. And in section two, we're going to find out a little bit more about, uh, I guess, the technology, some of the bureau things that Barry's been involved in outside of the PBA that I think everyone will want to hear a little bit more about, uh, including a great article that I wrote recently about the three fundamentals for payroll. So if you want to find out what they are, stay tuned. We'll be back with you in just a moment after this advert break. This is just a quick advert to let you know that if you haven't heard the latest payroll song that's doing the rounds and was played recently at the CIPP conference, then you don't want to miss it. It's called My Payroll Career. It's available now on iTunes and Amazon Play, YouTube and other sources as well. If you love payroll like we do, then go check it out. Payroll is changing and the landscape is looking bright. We look to new technologies to show us the light. Chatbots, AI and robotic process automations, introducing blockchain and other innovations. The fact remains that payroll is essential and critical. Should have governance at a level that is ministerial. Titles changing to become a payroll analytical. Brexit will bring changes too, but hey, let's not get political. See, I love payroll and payroll loves me. That was My Payroll Career, available now on iTunes, Amazon Play, YouTube and more. So check it out. Right, back to the podcast. Time to find out more about you. So Barry, we're going to find out a little bit more about you in some quick, short, sharp, fire, quick fire questions. Uh, Number one, which individual has influenced your career the most? I'm going to when put on the spot. <laughs> when put on the spot, there, um, it's got to be a it's got to be a payroll bureau manager, and uh, there are three or four who I do hold in very high esteem. I listen intently whenever they uh, decide to utter uh, their knowledge, and I think Lee Reynolds at Magma would have to be uh, pretty inspirational for me. If I was a bureau manager, I'd want to learn so much from Lee. Uh, he's, he's got 20, 20 odd years in this profession. He's worked for some of the largest firms around more pay, uh, Baker Tilly, um, um, so on and so forth. And he's now at Magma. Um, and he's, he really is inspirational. His approach to managing a bureau with all the challenges it brings is, uh, it's hugely successful and he's very inspirational. Fantastic. Great answer. I know Lee as well. I've worked with Magma, so uh, I've, I think that's a, a great response. Great answer. Uh, number two, are there any resources that have really helped you on your payroll journey? I think LinkedIn to help me feel part of a community and to help me sort of make a community, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the, I love the podcast, especially when it's somebody I know. Um, I did particularly enjoy the Lou Gray one and uh, the Liz Robbins one as well. It's great to see 
people I know. And just here behind the, the front, the professional front that we all see at conferences and so on, it's great. Um, other than that, now I do like reading reward strategy. That keeps me abreast of broader, uh, broader matters in the payroll world. Um, but I can say that's I think great answers. LinkedIn's so powerful. And if you've used that to launch PBA, what a, I think there's no better better answer to give than that. So that's a, that's a great response. Question three. If you could invite three people to a dinner party, they don't have to be payroll related. They can be dead or alive. Who would they be and why? Uh, they wouldn't be related to payroll, to be honest. Um, and if it was a dinner party, I'd probably ask Jay Rayner to come along, who's the food critic for The Guardian and The Observer, uh, son of Claire Rayner. I don't know if you know him, but he's an uh, excellent raconteur, and he knows his food and his wine. Um, I'd like to uh, probably Spike Milligan, who now deceased, who was one of the craziest men ever, but... Uh, um, but I love his quote, if, if anything, that would um, make me want him there. He, uh, what did he say? It was a quote for his, uh, his gravestone. He lies Spike Milligan, uh, in quotes, I told you I was ill, uh, which I think just tells you what, what a cure said to you. And I'd invite Stephen Fry because he's, he's, he has a fabulous brain and wonderful grasp of the English language. I know there are no females in that. I do apologise, but they were the first three that came to mind. Put on the spot and a fabulous sense of humour as well, Stephen Fyde. So, uh, yeah, love those, love those. Last question. If you were thrown by the last one, this is going to throw you even further. Before we jump back into the serious stuff, if you had any superpower, what would it be and why? The ability to communicate with people who were had closed minds just to open just to open their mind a little bit and give them a peek of a slightly different way of seeing things i'm thinking particularly of accountants here um who just don't get to i like that it's a new one on me we've not had that response before so i like yeah, that it's um, good. it does concern me and if you think god this this guy this does this guy live and breathe payroll well it does mean such a lot to me um and it does occupy a lot of my time outside work as well in my uh, thought processes. So just to, yeah, just to lift a bit of a veil on, on closed minds and help me to see a slightly different way of uh, approaching accounting businesses and, um, and the payroll aspect of their firms. I think that's a great response. And from a recruitment perspective, I think it's um, it's incredibly relevant as well because we need to we could use that for diversity and inclusion as well. Um, I think it's a, it's a clever answer. Not one I've heard before, but um, fully endorsed by me. So uh, fantastic. Well, listen, let's jump into the uh, the nitty gritty of payroll once again. Have you ever asked yourself how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Five technical questions. 
one thing I think the listeners are going to really uh, enjoy listening to, and I'm going to throw this upon you, but I read your article with, uh, yeah, with, with, with some real interest here, and I want to bring it to the masses. So you wrote an article on LinkedIn, uh, the platform we mentioned earlier, which was working from home, the three fundamentals for payroll. Without giving anything away, I wondered if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about that article and what those three fundamentals for payroll are. Because as we know, 99% of the population within the payroll community are still working from home at the moment. So I wonder if you could share some of those insights with our listeners uh, on the podcast. Yeah, um, I just noticed I've, I published that on the 19th of March, the day before my birthday, and uh, just about when all this, well, it's pre-lockdown, actually, wasn't it? Was it the 23rd that lockdown happened? So uh, it was it was pretty well in anticipation of that. One or two bureaus, I'd say maybe 5 to 10% at most of bureaus had started working from home. The rest uh, responded soon after. And uh, I thought it wise to just give my views on uh, some advice uh, with all my experience of how to uh, how to uh, deal with working from home so i mean it, it's it's not just how do you deal with working from home as an employee it's it's probably from a corporate level so resilience is the resilience of the underlying system is is a is a critical piece because if one, when you're working remotely from the database where the payroll data is stored as as everybody is um, in this situation, you do need a resilient underlying uh, database that's where I was able to highlight that PayCircle using SQL sat underneath uh, the Azure platform is gives about as resilient a, a system as you can get. It's relied on by the uh, US Ministry of Defense for, for their data storage purposes, so it's probably good enough. Um, the second is performance, I think, again, related to operating in the distributed environment. Many payroll solutions used today are, were actually first written 20 or more years ago. Um, that does mean they're very feature-rich, but it does also mean that they were built using technologies which uh, aren't taking necessarily advantage of all today's capabilities. Um, I mean, some of them are, are using old, uh, perhaps flimsy databases underneath, and um, the performance of those databases operating in a distributed environment will uh, be less than less than perfect, shall we say? I've got to be careful as to what I say uh, in that situation, but um, performance resilience and security perhaps i should have put that first really but uh, security of data when um, you're not operating in a single office building where perhaps it's easier to control who has access to what when um, all the payroll people and sometimes the employers are connecting into a system from various locations using various methods from various machines and so on and so forth uh, security is going to be a huge concern and um, again, I have to say that um, PayCircle, with um, with the security which is inbuilt and the automatic backup which is inbuilt into Azure, is is as um, resilient as you can get. Although there are other systems, obviously, out there which uh, deal with it fairly well too. 
I'm just a research. It's a really good article. Take a look at it. I think you've kind of predicted what was to come very, very well. But the three fundamentals you mentioned there, resilience. Well, we've seen resilience not just across software, but across the payroll profession in absolute abundance. So I think that was an absolutely critical point to pick out. Performance, you mentioned again, maybe from a software context, but actually the performance of payroll professionals over the last 60 days has been phenomenal. And security, of course. Well, let's be honest, the last 60 days have probably changed the world of work forever, as we know it. And so Security is going to be something that is going to be absolutely critical going forward. And I thought it was a really clever article. And I think it's, uh, if I can drive some traffic to that, I think it's well worth a five minute read if you get a minute. So nip over to Barry's profile, which I'll put in the episode notes, his LinkedIn profile. If you want to connect, you can find the article and read it in, in its full uh, glory. But I uh, wanted to highlight that here. Now, with COVID-19 having a profound impact on the pearl professional, Barry, what do you think will be the biggest positive? I like to keep these things positive to come out of this pandemic for pearl professionals once we start to move forward what do you think that will be a greater recognition i think it's you know my immediate response and it has to be greater recognition um within the profession and outside the profession that is in those who payroll professionals serve employers and employees i've heard lots of stories of uh very grateful employers who recognized how hard their uh service providers have worked during this period um but uh, I think within accounting firms as well, to go back to that old uh, old old nut, um, many accounting firms have been forced to furlough some of their workers. But it's been interesting to hear that um, many of them have deployed tax staff into the payroll teams to help with administrative work. Now, I, I think that's an incredible uh, not about time, but a change in circumstance, isn't it? Where tax people, corporate tax, personal tax, who might typically be uh, rewarded uh, more highly or regarded more highly than payroll people, are now acting as admin assistants to the the busiest and, and most pressured service in an accounting firm. So yet recognition, I'd have to say, um, hopefully is going to be the thing which drives considerable change going forward i hope so i hope it stays i hope it is going to be as big as we believe it can be and it's not a short-lived recognition because certainly we've noticed a difference as a recruiter we've started to get vacancies coming in from people that let's be honest we wouldn't usually take calls from not not because we wouldn't take calls because they wouldn't call us and that is you know talent professionals hr directors finance directors and tax directors calling us saying can you help? Um, and I think that shows that they are understanding the pressure that payroll professionals have been under because if those individuals are calling us with support, finally it's recognising that they can't manage it without you know, expertise coming in, in in abundance. And I think that I think that's important. Um, so let's hope the recognition stays. I, I, I'm always uh, I want to stay positive, so I hope that's definitely going to be one of the things that that, that that is retained at the end of this pandemic. Because as Carson Stare I think has mentioned, the payroll profession has been very much like the fourth emergency service during this time. And let's be frank, all of those um, key workers out there, whether you're working in a supermarket or whether you are um, NHS workers or whatever it might be. They can only continue to do what they do, providing they get paid at the end of it. So, um, you know, 
it doesn't exist without the pearl profession. So I hope you're absolutely right. I think that'd be a brilliant thing to come out of this pandemic. So let's hope that is indeed the case. So last question, by before we open the vault, you are, of course, currently Bureau Strategy Partner at PayCircle. I think it'd be remiss for me not to mention uh, and talk about PayCircle just briefly here before we close with the vault. Um, they are indeed a payroll cloud platform business. They support payroll bureau services. So you obviously have your finger on the pulse in terms of the new technologies and innovations that can potentially improve the payroll experience. So with this in mind, what are the technologies you're most excited about and what are the kind of services at PayCircle that you're seeing at the moment still being most in demand at the moment? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm so excited, honestly, to be working at PayCircle and in a position to be able to demonstrate the product which uh, we are now offering to bureaus. It is, um, and you might think this is just a salesman saying what he has to say, but I passionately believe this, and I believe it with the experience that nearly 20 years brings. This is a game-changing product. This is significantly different. The difference is it's in the cloud, so it sits not behind a payroll professional in an office uh, somewhere. It sits in between the payroll processor, the employer and the employee and they can all play the part and therein lies probably the the main uh, the key feature of PayCircle which is workflow and collaboration so that there is huge automation in our workflow and collaboration feature which unlike most most bureaus seem to run workflow in uh, a, a spreadsheet you know 12 members of staff 500 payrolls who's doing what when multiple deadlines when it's built into the product uh, when it's built into the product and uh, it's automated it means that people it it means and i get too excited about it nick but it does mean that um, payroll professionals who um are hampered by having to spend their time doing administrative work, raising emails to people, chasing clients for information. When all of that is automated, as it is through workflow, and you've got complete visibility of where every job is, it utterly changes the nature of the game. I've got a little phrase I'm going to be using soon. It's about time. And it is about time. It's about time because it's about a payroller's time and how much time they're currently wasting in uh, administrative work and it's about time it's about time bureaus woke up to 21st century technology and took advantage of it to become more efficient uh, rather than relying on uh, the old 1990s technology which they've been using up to now brilliant uh, overview and obviously for people interested in finding out more about PayCircle again please dip into the episode notes there will be a link directly to uh, the PayCircle website but if you if you can't wait until then you can access it right now at paycircle.co.uk and by the about time thing I'm a big fan of that I think um, I'm going to utilize that in uh, from a recruitment perspective here Barry because people think that as a recruitment business our job is to find people I always try and counter and say yes that's part of my role but actually the reason you tend to come to a recruitment firm or a specialist recruitment firm like ourselves is to save you time that's that's really what what we're about as well as a recruitment firm is the idea is that we do all the hard lifting all the all the cv filtering and everything else to locate you not just the best person but to save you the time in doing it so you can get the best person in a little bit quicker to help with those workflows well that leads us brilliantly into the payroll vault before we close three quick questions uh, for you barry so we're going to open the vault Entering the vault. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? 
It'd be too obvious to say, take a look at pay cycle. I think what I would say is be prepared for change in your profession, but don't be scared of it. If you if you want to carry on doing your old job, you can, but be prepared to uh, to specialise within payroll. There are specialists out there, and uh, that's the future, I think, for a lot of payroll people. Totally agree. Love that. And uh, you won't have any uh, me arguing with you in that case whatsoever. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? I'd wave a wand over um, accountants in business. I've got to pick them out again. I'd wave a wand and get them to see the huge opportunity for client satisfaction, revenue and profit that they could get from from payroll rather than giving it away. Brilliant. Fantastic. And a last question. What's the most common reason for businesses failing when it comes to providing a robust payroll service? Lack of attention to client needs, I think I would have to say. But that would be a common... They'll be coming across all business, really, really, wouldn't it? But lack of attention to client needs, I think, is uh, where you will fail. Excellent. Well, that just about brings us to a close, Bo. I think we've learned an awful lot today about the Payroll Bureau Association. Hopefully, those listening that are interested in that know where to go to find out more. I hope that continues to go from strength to strength. I hope it continues to raise the profile of the industry. Uh, thank you ever so much, Bo, for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast. Um, I will, of course, include all the links we've mentioned in this episode in the episode notes. That includes Barry's LinkedIn profile. I'll try and find a link to the uh, to the group as well. And, of course, to paycircle.co.uk. Uh, but thank you ever so much for joining me today Barry it's been an absolute pleasure it's been really great to have you cheers thanks very much indeed Nick all the very best to you and to your colleagues at JGA fantastic I believe my colleague uh, my sales director Abu still owes you a beer as well I think he does he does at the end of the podcast so uh, (laughs) I'll make sure he pays that at the next award ceremony or conference I meet you at yeah look forward to it I really do thanks a lot Nick again thank you so much for tuning into the payroll podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.